The content of the Think Dementia podcast is based on the individual opinion and experiences of Amy House and should not be used as or in place of medical care. Think Dementia recommends you consult a physician if you have medical concerns for yourself or a loved one. This disclaimer also extends to any guests or content creators of the show. And now, let's think dementia. Hey everyone, this is Amy House, and welcome to Think Dementia. Uh, this is the second episode of my podcast, and I feel like it's starting off really well because I brought a little backup this time. I am in the studio of my basement bathroom, in the shower, as I said before, and this time I brought backup. She is 10 pounds, but quite fierce, and her name is Lucy, and she is one of our three dogs. She's a one-and-a-half-year-old dachshund, and Lucy has come down here with me because those dogs were bred to sniff out vermin, so if there is a mouse down here this time, I will know right away. So far, she's gone around the 10 square feet of the studio and has not found any signs of a mouse. I would know if she did. And she is under my feet right now, trying to burrow under all the blankets that I lined the shower with and will be keeping me company. If you are a care partner out there, you know that there are times where you have wonderful memories that you can share from long ago with your loved one. You can listen to music together and really connect. But there are times where there are struggles. And there are times where you don't know what to do or you may have some stress. And basically, I was thinking that this is not about just loving someone and being devoted to someone that is not enough to, you know, get through those struggles and that stress sometimes. So instead, we have to think dementia. This is not a disease of the heart. It's a disease of the brain. And by learning and getting some information and educating yourself, you can start to think dementia and figure out what's going on inside their brain that's making them do the things that they're doing and have some compassion and hopefully some find some workarounds because it's really about you adjusting what you're doing because they're just doing the best that they can. Today's message is from Stacy. Thank you, Stacy, for leaving this message. I think it'll be helpful for a lot of people. And let's listen in. Hi, Amy. This is Stacy Sandberg. What do you do when a loved one or someone that you're working with does not believe that they have dementia? I had someone I was working with say, you know, the doctor told me that I have dementia, but I don't believe them. I don't think that they know what they're talking about. So how do you respond to that? How do you have a conversation with someone who is not aware of the areas that they struggle with, um, yet being sensitive to their feelings, but also being real and upfront because um they're not able to fully take care of themselves anymore and they need help from other people for daily activities. Thank you, Stacy. That is an excellent question. And I'm sure there are many people out there that struggle with this where you're telling the person that they have dementia and they're like, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. And you may be trying to convince them. You may be trying to show them test results and doctor's notes, or you might take them to the doctor and say, hey, tell them again because they don't believe me. This is not a situation where they are in denial. This is them doing the best they can with the brain that they have. 
I want to share a little story. There was a man who went to the doctor because he was having some concerns. And when he got back from the doctor, his wife said, hey, what happened at the doctor's appointment? What do they think is going on? And he said, I don't know. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. And the wife thought, wow, that's odd. And so she decided to go with him to the next appointment. And when she went there, she found that the doctor was very clear in what he was explaining and that he was explaining that he has memory loss that is possibly caused by dementia. And it occurred to the wife then that it wasn't that he was in denial. It wasn't that he was, you know, trying to lie or cover what happened. He honestly did not remember the appointment. And his brain just decided to fill in the gaps with something that was very plausible, such as I could understand a word he was saying. And again, that wasn't something he was doing on purpose. And if you imagine that there's just like a little hole in the brain there and that when you're given information, even it's really important information, like a doctor telling you something, it can just fall right through. You're like, what was that again? And you want to stick it in your brain to remember for later, but bloop, it just falls through that hole onto the floor. That is what's happening when somebody has short-term memory loss. And so although they may have been told many times that they have dementia, they're not remembering the information. The long-term memories are stored on the right side of the brain, and that's a completely different area. Your brain basically looks at or listens to and and feels all the sensations of those stories from your childhood. You've maybe thought about them over and over again over the years. You've talked about them and laughed about them with somebody or cried about them with someone. And they were just so important that your brain decided, I'm going to store this in a separate area. And this is going to be our long ago memories. And we're going to have this over here. And it's not as affected by dementia. So they can still tell all those stories of growing up on the farm and the time that they fell off the wagon and, and just whatever else it is that they come up with from their childhood or young adult years, but yet they can't hold on to that information that is recent. Their short-term memory is damaged. There are over 120 different diseases out there that cause dementia, and so for some people with a disease that's causing dementia, they may have their short-term memory. It may not be as affected or not affected at all. And they have a great short-term memory, but it's other areas of the brain that they are struggling with that has brought about their dementia diagnosis. And I think that is for another episode, but I just wanted to make that clear that there are people who can remember that they have dementia, and it's it's wonderful because they can be an advocate for themselves, and they can share what they're feeling with their uh, friends and family and share the best ways to support them. But for people with certain diseases, that short-term memory is not there. And that's kind of what sounds like is happening with the person that you're talking about. You said that they're having trouble with their ADLs. ADLs are activities of daily living. It's a medical term that we use to describe dressing yourself, uh, making your meals, uh, showering, the things that we do day to day to just take care of ourselves. Those things become a struggle at some point in certain dementias, and that can lead to them not realizing that they need help. It's something that they've been doing their entire life. I have been dressing myself since I was four years old. But unfortunately, there are parts of their brain that starts to become damaged that not only are they losing their short-term memory, now they're losing their executive functions, 
which is the prefrontal cortex of the brain. That is the part of the brain that helps you figure out what step is first. If I'm going to get dressed, the first step is picking out a shirt. What is the next step? Putting an arm in the shirt. What is the next step? Putting an arm in the other arm. There, there are so many steps that we don't realize that we take for those activities of daily living. And if you're having trouble with the executive function part of your brain, you're not able to understand and put those steps together. Again, you have to remember this person is having some brain damage, and that is a physical part of the brain cells that are dying. There are also chemical reactions that happen and change in the brain with dementia. And so there may be times where the chemicals are boosting and everything's clicking and, boy, you got yourself all dressed today and that's awesome. Why can't you do that? You know, why couldn't you do that yesterday? Again, people are not doing things on purpose. It's just that maybe their brain was just connecting today a little bit better than it did yesterday. It might have been great sleep. It might have been the the food that they had. It might have been the mood they're in or the people around them. You, you, it's hard to say, but it's, again, not something that they're doing on purpose. So if someone's having trouble with their ADLs, what they need is a friend, somebody to be on their side. And so when you're mentioning that you want to convince this person of their dementia, I ask the question, why? What is the purpose of them knowing they have dementia? What would it make easier for them? How would it be a positive outcome for them? And probably it will be really hard to come up with an answer that will make it easier for them. It might make it easier for you because if you can explain that, they understand that, boom, now we can move on and I can help you with your ADLs and you know why. But if they can't understand that and they can't remember that, what good is telling them over and over again? Telling them that and having that argument so many times is going to damage your relationship. And you're supposed to be the one who's supporting them. You have the healthy brain that can work around this. And if you are having those struggles day to day, it can start to develop mistrust They might think that you're lying. They might think that you're in a conspiracy with the doctor. They might feel like you just are not on their side. And that is really important to be on their side. So put yourself in their shoes and imagine yourself being on their side and agreeing with what they're doing and saying. And how can you be a good friend and assist them in a way where you don't have to tell them that they have dementia You can just help them get those ADLs done. Even if the person doesn't seem aware of their dementia diagnosis, they may or may not be aware of the struggles that they're having. And for those that are not aware, that can sometimes be okay because you just have to figure out how to support them and how to maintain that great relationship. But if someone is aware, that can be really hard for them. And by you just saying, oh, don't you remember? You have dementia. That's the whole reason. Um, You know, I don't know why you're so upset about this because we've talked about it a billion times. That is not helpful. I had a lady that I took care of once and she would get really upset and she would start crying and saying, I can't remember anything. It's just so hard. I don't I don't know what to do. And I would then connect with her by telling and asking her questions about her long term memories. So I would say, oh, well do you remember your wedding day? Because I knew she did. 
I knew she did. I knew it was going to be an answer with a positive outcome for her. And she said, yes, I remember my wedding day. I remember what I was wearing, the people there. And she would talk about it and talk about it. And I would just remind her, see, you remember the things that are most important. For everything else, I'm here for you. And that would just make her feel so much better. There was no reason for me to try to convince her that she had dementia. And I taught her family how to do that as well. I hope this was helpful, Stacy, and I would love to hear some more specific examples about the struggles with activities of daily living that someone is having. I really, really love to figure things out and, and help someone so that there isn't that power struggle so that we don't have to argue about this and that we can get done what needs to be done. And if anyone has a specific example of a challenge with dressing or showering or taking medications concerns about safety with cooking at home, all those things, please go to www.think-dementia.com and you can leave a recording for the podcast and we can unpack that here. Thank you very much for listening and have a good day.